In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have left the Lenten fast. We have not stepped outside of the struggle of following beside our Lord to Jerusalem. This morning, with the celebration of the raising of Lazarus, this is the beginning of the turn towards Jerusalem. For tomorrow morning, when we gather to celebrate our Lord's entry into Jerusalem, where the children with the palms and the donkey and all of the fanfare of entering into Jerusalem to come to the temple, the great fanfare is because many had heard what our Lord had done in raising up Lazarus from the dead. This is also what set not only those pilgrims to Jerusalem, but those who did not want to see this fanfare over this man, Jesus, to set their faces to how they can destroy him. It's also a great day of celebration, for we have received 27 into the bosom of the church. Those either through baptism and chrismation or through chrismation alone, they have all been received into the kingdom. Paul this morning tells us that we in receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. We have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken, given to us by our Lord, one that we receive. And this morning, 27 souls receiving in the depth of that kingdom, receiving it with reverence and godly fear. Because, Paul tells us, God is a consuming fire. Now, fire has many qualities. And I'm sure you've heard this quote before if you grew up in church about God being consuming fire. And we typically think God is consuming fire as judgment. And you're right. There is that God is consuming fire of judgment. But it is not fire solely of judgment. Because that judgment is, as Old Testament tells us, the scriptures tell us, it, God is a jealous God. And why is God a jealous God? Because God is a God of consuming love. A consuming fire that wishes for his bride to be set before him in purity. To be washed. To be put forth to the world in all of the beauty that he originally decked her out in. This God is a consuming fire. Because of his great love for mankind and exactly why he came in the flesh. Why he was misunderstood and took being misunderstood in stride. Why he, in his consuming fire, healed. Because that fire of love is a healing fire. It is why our Lord taught what he taught so that our lives And our minds 
can be consumed with the fire of his commandments to restore us to that original pristine beauty. God is a consuming fire because he purifies us. This is the image of scripture, to purify, to get out the gold or the silver or the precious metal. Our God is a consuming fire of love because we see what this consuming fire is this morning as the God of consuming fire weeps, the fire giving birth to tears for the one whom he loved, Lazarus, one who was four days dead, one who stunk. And it is this God of consuming fire that pursued and pursues each one of us, all 27 souls this morning, who maybe stunk a little bit, and who I hope, as the chrism was being applied, you got a good smell of the holiness that God calls us to. That God himself, who weeps over his friend, who has wept over us, who in his fire and his love wants to not consume us and destroy us, but purify us, return us to that pristine beauty, to call us out of whatever grave that we have entered into, to summon us forth by name, because this is not just a general lament for the world That will happen as we come to Jerusalem and he laments over Jerusalem. He laments the situation. But this is a lamentation for Lazarus. This is a lamentation that he has for each one of us. But it's not something that he just weeps and then says, oh well. This is tears that drive that fire to raise us up. And calling us into this newness of life. There is, Paul then has a series of commendations, of, I'll say, commands, especially for us, for those who have been received and those who have watched those being received this morning, to remember one's baptism, to remember having been sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And what does Paul tell us as we who follow the God of a consuming fire? Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some have unwittingly entertained angels. So, love. Be hospitable, even to those you don't know and don't understand. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them. Those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. We all whether we've been in prison or not, are to remember those who are not remembered as if chained with them. Further, marriage is to be honorable amongst us, the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge and that loving, consuming fire. The question is always, do we respond to that love or do we harden our hearts? Let our conduct be without covetousness. Be content with things that you have. 
So, brothers and sisters, let us love. Let us practice hospitality. Let us remember those who are by themselves as if we are chained with them. Those on the outside, those who are imprisoned. Let us keep marriage honorable. Let us honor it. Let us be content with what we have. For God himself has said, Paul tells us, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. The God who wept over Lazarus, who has shed tears for each and every one of us, has called us forth to life everlasting. He who himself not just calls out, but who will in just a few days go into that same tomb, into that same death. This is the one who will never leave us, never forsake us. This is why we can sing. We sang it at baptism. We sang it at the Prochemenon. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? They may kill this body. They may reject the teachings of our Lord. But the Lord is my helper. There is no one whom I shall fear. This is the God of consuming fire, of consuming love, who weeps over every sinner, but who, like the angels, who give glory when every sinner repents. Let us, as we go forward into this week, remember all of the commandments of the Lord, but especially that it is he who will never leave us, never forsake us, because this journey that he is about to go on is the journey to exactly that end that we will never be forsaken even in death Christ his light his voice calling us he is there for where shall I go if I go into Sheol where are you you are there if I go up into the heavens you are there let us give glory to the one who never forsakes us the one who is the consuming fire who weeps out of that fire. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.